welcome back to another episode this is week two of our proverbs bible study let's just hop right into it so we're going over chapters five through eight today warning against adultery my son pay attention to my wisdom this is god well like his words turn your ear to my words of insight that you may maintain discretion and your lips may preserve knowledge. So he's asking us to listen with intention because wisdom is strength, knowledge, and power. For the lips of the adulterous woman drip honey, meaning like it's appealing to our sinful side, our human side, our flesh. And her speech is smoother than oil. But in the end, she is bitter as gall. So while temptation and uh, sin appear to be sweet, per se, like honey, our, our flesh desires it. In the end, after everything, once the consequences come, they're not good in the spirit. They're just good in the world. Nothing good comes from it there's no good consequence per se that comes from giving in to temptations and not just an adulterous woman but in general she's just representing sin as a whole temptation as a whole her feet go down to death her steps lead to the grave she gives no thought to the way of life so she's like not walking with god basically her paths wander aimlessly, but she does not know it. So she has no purpose in her life. She has absolutely nothing. She's lost in the world. Verse 7. Now then, my sons, listen to me. Do not turn aside from what I say. Keep to a path far from her, walking straight in the Lord. Do not go near the door of her house, lest you lose your honor to others and your dignity to one who is cruel. So like, don't get close enough to where you might fall into temptation. Flee far, far from it. Lest strangers feast on your wealth and your toil enrich your house. Oh, wait, sorry. Lest you lose your honor to others and your dignity to one who is cruel. Lest strangers feast on your wealth and your toil enrich the house of another. At the end of your life, you will groan. So you're going to die. When your flesh and body are spent. They're temporary, but our spirit is what's going to live on forever. So whatever it is that the flesh wants us to do, we have to be reminded that this body is temporary. It's going to go away eventually, and, and we're not going to have it anymore. So we shouldn't do what it says or, or do what it wants, because in reality, we're just we're going to die. We're going to see the end of a life. And we're going to see either heaven or hell depending on what we choose. <clears throat> you will say, "How I hated discipline. How my heart spurned correction. I would not obey my teachers or turn my ears to instructors." It's hard for us though to deny our flesh and obey the Lord. It's a daily challenge, picking up our cross, having to be intentional and wanting to. And I soon I was soon in serious trouble in the assembly of God's people. Drink water from your own cistern, running water from your own well. 
Should your springs overflow in the streets? Your streams of water in the public squares? Let them be yours alone, never to be shared with strangers. May your fountain be blessed and may you rejoice in the wife of your youth. A loving doe, a graceful deer, may her breast satisfy you always. May you be intoxicated with her love. Why, my son, be intoxicated with another man's wife? Why embrace the bosom of a wayward woman? He doesn't want us to indulge in adultery with other people. He wants us to be with the person, with her husband or wife that he's given us. That's why he calls marriage and having a partner good, so that we don't seek it in the wrong places. For your ways are in full view of the Lord, and he examines all your paths. The evil deeds of the wicked ensnare them. The cords of their sin hold them fast. The lack of discipline, they for lack of discipline they will die, led astray by their own folly. Going into the study that we have, discretion against adultery. A key aspect of avoiding sin is to avoid temptation. This is why Solomon strongly suggests staying far away from those who tempt us towards adultery. Avoiding situations where we're liable to be overcome is sound advice. As part of that warning, this passage also describes the consequences of adultery. Those include a loss of reputation, short in life, possible legal trouble, and reduced prosperity. Moving on to chapter 6. My son, if you have put up security for your neighbor, if you have shaken hands and pledged for a stranger, you have been trapped by what you said, ensnared by the, pro- the words of your mouth, so a promise, basically. So do this, my son, to free yourself. Since you have fallen into your neighbor's hands, go to the point of exhaustion and give your neighbor no rest. Allow no sleep to your eyes, no slumber to your eyelids. Free yourself like a gazelle from the hand of the hunter, like a bird from the sna- snare of the fowler. Go to the ant, you sluggard. Consider its ways and be wise. It has no commander, no overseer, or ruler, yet it stores its provisions in summer and gathers its food at harvest. How long will you lie there, you sluggard? When will you get up from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will come on you like a thief, and scarcity like an armed man. If we let our guard down and become lazy, he's basically warning us against the things that could happen. 12. A troublemaker and a villain who goes about with a corrupt mouth, who wink maliciously with his eye, signals with his feet, and motions with his fingers, who plots evil with deceit in his heart, he will always stir up conflict. Therefore, disaster will overtake him in an instant. He will suddenly be destroyed without remedy. Neither are the six things the Lord hates, seven that are detestable to him. As with everything, these are just things that we should avoid. They're obviously not fruits of the Spirit. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked schemes, feet that are quick to rush into evil, a false witness who pours out lies, and a person who stirs up conflict in the community. Warning against adultery. My son, keep your father's command and do not forsake your mother's teaching. Bind them always on your heart, fasten them around your neck. When you walk, they will guide you. When you sleep, they will watch over you. When you awake, they will speak to you. For this command is a light, a lamp. This teaching is a light, and correction and instruction are the way to life, keeping you from your neighbor's wife from the smooth talk of a wayward woman. 
The lessons we're taught come from both our parents and God, which is meant to keep us from wandering down the wrong path, essentially. Do not lust in your heart after her beauty, or let her captivate you with her eyes. For a prostitute can be had for a loaf of bread, but another man's wife preys on your very life. Can a man scoop fire into his lap without his clothes being burned? Can a man walk on hot coals without his feet being scorched? Now, these are just metaphors referring to if wanting to refer to the fact that you can't really do wrong things without suffering the consequences. You can't scoop fire into your lap without your clothes being burned, and you can't walk on hot coals without your feet being scorched. So basically, it's just a rhetorical question. Wants you to know that you cannot do these things without suffering the consequences, and that goes for um, adultery as well. So is he who sleeps with another man's wife. No one who touches her will go unpunished. People do not despise a thief if he steals to satisfy his hunger when he is starving. Yet if he is caught, he must pay sevenfold, though it costs him all the wealth of his house. But a man who commits adultery has no sense. Whoever does so destroys himself. Blows and disgrace are his lot, and his shame will never be wiped away. For jealousy arouses a husband's fury, and he will show no mercy when he takes revenge. He will not accept any compensation. He will refuse a bribe, however great it is. Warnings against the adulterous woman. My son, keep my words and store up my commands within you, keeping it in our hearts. Keep my commands and you will live. Guard my teachings as the apple of your eye, our most prized possession. Bind them on your fingers, write them on the tablet of your heart. Say to wisdom, you are my sister, and to insight, you are my relative. They will keep you from the adulterous woman, from the wayward woman with her seductive words. At the window of my house, I looked down through the lattice. I saw among the simple. I noticed among the young men a youth who had no sense. So the simple is basically referring to non-believers. And the youth who had no sense is saying he didn't have wisdom to make the, the right decisions. He was going down the street near her corner, walking along in the direction of her house. At twilight, as the day was fading, as the dark of the night set in. Then out came a woman to meet him, dressed like a prostitute and with crafty intent. So her intentions were not good. She is unruly and defiant. Her feet never stay at home. Now in the street, now in the squares, at every corner she lurks. She took a hold of him and kissed him, and with a brazen face, she said, Today I fulfilled my vows, and I have food for my fellowship offering at home. So I came out to meet you. I looked for you, and I have found you. I have covered my bed with colorful linens from Egypt. I have perfumed my bed with myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon. Come, let's drink deeply of love till morning. Let's enjoy ourselves with love. My husband is not at home. He has gone on a long journey. He took his purse filled with money and will not be home till the full moon. So basically, both not only is the youth at wrong, at fault, and committing sin, so is the prostitute because she has a husband. And she's they're both being adulterers. With persuasive words, she led him astray. She seduced him with her smooth talk. 
All at once he gave her like he followed her like an ox going to the slaughter, like a deer stepping into the noose, till an arrow pierces his liver like a bird darting into a snare, little knowing it will cost him his life. Our decisions have consequences. Like the prostitute to the young man, Satan persuades and seduces us with the things of this world that will ultimately cost us our eternity. Now then, my sons, listen to me. Pay attention to what I say. Do not let your heart turn to her ways or stray into her paths. Feelings will often deceive us, but faith will never lie. Many are the, the victims she has brought down. Her slain are a mighty throng. Her house is a highway to the grave, leading down to the chambers of death. Wisdom's call. Does not wisdom call out? Does not understanding raise her voice to stop us from making bad decisions? At the highest point along the way where the paths meet, she takes her stand. Beside the gate, beside the gate leading her into the city, at the entrance, she cries aloud, To you, O people, I call out. I raise my voice to all mankind. You who are simple, gain prudence. You who are foolish, set your heart on it. The simple and foolish just follow the things of the world. That's why they're called such. Listen, for I have trustworthy things to say. I open my mouth to speak what is right. My mouth speaks what is true, for my lips detest wickedness. All the words of my mouth are just. These are changes that happen to us when Christ renews us in the Spirit. None of them is perverse or is crooked or perverse. To the discerning, all of them are right. They are upright to those who have found knowledge. Knowledge is wealthy. We're going to the study here. Those who make good choices are not absolutely guaranteed a good outcome. Evil and chance can still happen. Yet it's clearly true that those who follow wise paths are less likely to run into trouble than those who act stupidly. You can find that reference in Proverbs 6, 20-23. Going back to verse 10. Choose my instruction instead of silver. So his word, his guidance. Choose meaning we have to be intentional about our decision. We have to intentionally seek out God's word, read it, fill ourselves with his knowledge, and allow him to guide us. For wisdom is more precious than rubies, and nothing you desire can compare with her. The wealth and the possessions of this earth are going to perish, but God's kingdom is forever eternal. Verse 12. I, wisdom, dwell together with prudence. I possess knowledge and discretion. To fear the Lord is to hate evil and to love what is good. I hate pride and I hate arrogance, evil behavior and perverse speech. Nothing of this world will satisfy us like Jesus. Counsel and sound judgment are mine. I have insight. I have power. By me, kings reign and rulers issue decrees that are just. By me, princes govern, and nobles all who rule on earth. I love those who love me, and those who seek me find me. Again, intentionality. He meets us where we at, but we have to take the initiative. With me are riches and honor, enduring wealth and prosperity. My fruit is better than fine gold, meaning the fruits of the Spirit that we receive. Yet, what I yield surpasses choice silver. 
I walk in the way of righteousness, along the paths of justice, bestowing a rich inheritance on those who love me, and making their treasures full. And that doesn't always have to be materialistic. It could be in well, in in wisdom, in joy, in peace, in rich inheritance of eternity or the fruits that he gives us. The Lord brought me forth as the first of his works before his deeds of old. I was formed long ages ago at the very beginning when the world came to be. That's referencing Genesis. Sorry, I can't turn the page. Got stuck. There you go. Verse 24. When there was no watery depths, I was given birth. When there were no springs overflowing with water, before the mountains were settled in the place, before the hills, I was given birth. Before he made the world or its fields or any of the dust, I was there when he set the heavens in place. That's referencing when he created the earth as a whole, basically. When he marked out the horizon on the face of the deep, when he established the clouds above and fixed securely the fountains of the deep, when he gave the sea its boundaries so that the waters would not overstep his command, and when he marked out the foundation of the earth, then I was constantly at his side. I was filled with delight day after day, rejoicing always in his presence, rejoicing in his world, and delighting in mankind. Now then, my children, listen to me. Blessed are those who keep my ways, listen to my instruction, and be wise, do not disregard it. Blessed are those who listen to me, watching daily at my doors, waiting at my doorway, waiting for God's return. For those who find me find life and receive favor from the Lord. He is the path to salvation. The only, only through him are we saved. But those who fail to find me harm themselves. All who hate me love death, a.k.a. the world. And that concludes week two of our Proverbs Bible study. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. Remember, there is a regularly scheduled episode coming out this Wednesday at 1 p.m. I hope to see you guys there. And if not, I hope to see you guys next week.